Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chosen Life Podcast. I am your host, as always, the Chosen Lawyer. For episode five, this is epic. You know, the Chosen Life Podcast, this got built around the idea of interviewing one man. And I thought to myself, you know, I dreamed this, I'm going to have it, you know. And imagine, you know, you're, you're watching the NFL and you're watching the Super Bowl. And you're like, man, I want to meet Tom Brady. Well, I got to meet the Tom Brady of wrestling. He's here today, one-on-one. Man, he's no introduction, but he's going to get it because he is buff. He's a stuff, and the girls, they just can't get enough. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Buff, Daddy himself, Marcus Alexander Buff Bagwell. I can't help but say it myself. I'm buff. I'm the stuff, and the girls just can't get enough. And you know why? Look through your camera screen. Do not adjust your camera because it's not messed up. I truly am this good looking so don't worry about it it's okay don't think like oh my god my tv must be out of out of whack here a little bit there's no way this guy looks that good but guess what this guy does look that good because i'm buff and i'm the stuff now at the same time as i say that i'm one of the most down-to-earth coolest people that will shoot you straight forward and tell you exactly how it is and be straight up with you on every single thing that's getting ready to be asked today. And I just, I just mean, that means a lot to me because of fans. So first of all, I want to thank all the fans that may, you know, come in and ask questions and we'd be more than happy to answer all of them. I am real big on my fans, dude. Huge. Very much so. Very Huge much on so. my fans. Because without the fans, there is no Stone Cold. There is no Rock. There is no Buff Bagwell. There is no Kevin Nash without the fans. So those guys, I'm not trying to dog them out. By no means. I love all of them. But, but they still, you know, a little bit, you know, wonder, you know, who really is, you know, the star here, you know, and, and, and the star is the fans. They are. Without the fans, there is no star. So thank you guys very much for tuning in. Um, one thing I want to ask the chosen one. Please. Um, it does say Vinny Bucci underneath. Like oh, we fix all that. We got a production team. It's going to make beautiful. It's going to have your name, your handle. People are going to see how to contact Mr. This Buff Bagwell. It all gets cleaned up. This is just the raw stuff as we're shooting it. Not going to look like this when we're done. Even we're, I, we, just, I just don't want to make Vinny look as cool as I am. Vinny, people <laughs> don't know, is, uh, is uh, Buff's manager. He's been made, very gracious to this up today. They would have hung up going... Man, that Vinny's a cool looking guy. He's cool as hell. <laughs> he is so daggum cool. Oh my God. So, yeah. So, uh, no, we're all good. Short, regardless, he's my man. He's my agent. He's the one that takes care of me through all this. He, t- he sets all this stuff up for me because I'm not really tech savvy. Okay. But at the same time, 
when you know that red light's on, Bug Daddy's on. So Love let's it. do it. Let's have some fun. Let's do it. And let's go with it, baby. All right. Well, I've envisioned this day from the moment I saw you enter the ropes, you know, as a youngster and growing up with you. And we're going to talk about it. You know, it's uh, it's always been my dream to find out really how Buff got created. And, you know, I've done a lot of Internet research, Buff. And believe it or not, some of the key points of your life, I couldn't find enough. And this is going to be the ultimate source today. People are going to know who is Buff, how did Buff become, where he is and where he's going. So let's jump into it. Number one, the history of Buff. And I have a three pointer on that one. The creation of Buff, the hat, top hat and the tune. So let's start off with the creation of Buff, you know, the story of uh, Nick Patrick on the airplane coming up with a nickname. How did that come to be up to the point when you entered the ring for the first time as Buff Bagwell? Fantastic. And you got to realize I entered the ring before that flight as Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Mm -hmm. And when we got on the plane, we realized that I was over. I had reached being over. I mean, it was, there's no doubt I was a star. So what was the stars called? They were called The Rock. They were called Stone Cold. They were called Diesel. They were called Razor Ramon. They were called, you know, um, Sting. Lex Luger. Um, and with that said, that gave me a route to say, look, it's time to take poor, poor, pitiful little Marcus Alexander Bagwell, which, believe it or not, got over. It really got over, bro. He was like a young John Cena. Like I, I mean, I, the way John it, Cena came in, I don't think Marcus Alexander Bagwell was any different, man. It really got over, dude. I mean, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be driving down the road with my Harley, and I'd pull up to the side of a car. And they, they would not say buff. They would go, Marcus Alexander Bagwell. You know, so I, I had to really be careful on what I said because, you know. Buff, Buff was what I wanted to be, but Marcus Alexander Bagwell had a hell of a run, had a hell of a run, and it just it just so happens to be that was what it was. But at the same time, we had you know so much to deal with, and coming home from that flight, it was definitely time. To come up with a name, a name, and me were in first class. All the stars, and when I say stars, and I mean that just as truthfully I can say it, I can't say it no other way. All of the stars were in first class, and. Uh, Nick Patrick was one of our star referees. He was our lead referee. And he said, um, I mean, we are up there throwing names against the wall. I mean, 
We're trying everything. Bro. Remember some of them now? Looking back? I really, I swear to God, I, to be totally honest with you, I really don't. But we were digging and we were trying. Okay. And in the back, I'm talking about like 6B, 6A to be exact, because that's the window seat. And that's the furthest back you can go on a big jet coming from West Coast to East Coast. Okay. It has six rows. And this is before 9-11. And they said, uh, Nick Patrick goes, what about buff? It's pitch black dark back where he was. And everybody turned in that pitch black dark area and went, I mean, not another, not another word was mentioned. That was it. That was it, bro. Buff. Bagwell. Now, granted, I think I'm so thankful I came up with things that rhymed, like I'm buff and I'm the stuff, and the girls can't get enough, and I'm tough and I'm rough and I'm still the stuff. And you can go on and on and on with that. But I didn't know how lucky I really was with him coming up with that great saying. But he is all, all, all to do for coming up with Buff Bagwell. It's Man. amazing how one thing changes the course of your whole life. That one plane ride, that one saying, it just Can became a whole persona. That, yeah. I mean, let's be, let's be honest. Yeah. Let's think about how much money that name made me. Hat, the hat that I'm wearing that I got to take everywhere I go, that every person I go to, walking down to the, going down to the next, um, you know, airline thing to take off, they would say, you know, what's in the... What is that box? And I go, and the last thing you want to do is say, that's a hat. That's the last thing you want to say, right? Right. So, so what do you but say usually? They had no idea that that hat was on 15 action figures. <laughs> and it was a big deal. So really, wherever this went, is where I went. So that hat box was with me at all times. I never checked it because I checked it once and it got stolen. Yeah. And uh, I kept it with me at all times. And but Nick Patrick was definitely to do with Buff Bagwell. So little known fact, I've done uh, I've done my research. So the first time you came out into a ring as Buff Bagwell. Turns out to be on my birthday on November 25th was when you officially became to the world Buff Bagwell and joined uh, the NWO, which was amazing. So we have, we're kind of linked. Have that you seen Rapids? 
Uh, I, I don't have the, the city in front of me now, but it was uh, when you uh, when you turned on Scotty and uh, became the heel character and the uh, the buff that we okay, all love. Yeah, yeah, that that wasn't Cedar Rapids. There, that was when uh, Eric said, "Look, you got thirty days. Yes, to join, or you're fired." And you know, don't get me wrong; it was play written that we were told to do this. Of course, of course. And so we came out. And Scotty is trying to talk me out of it. And Scotty is trying to really talk me out of it because of course, of course. he knew once I went NWO, it's not come back. He he was not done because he was a great athlete. Scotty's <laughs> Scotty Riggs was one of my best friends, one of my best tag team partners. We were world tag team champions together. He's one of my six. That I've had, they say five, but it's six, and I can name them all with five partners. Amazing, yeah, your, your memory is unbelievable, my friend. It's amazing all the stuff you've gone through your life, and it. you can name every every conversation we've had. You can name every detail of your life. Every, I can tell you what outfit I wore, and I don't know how. I really don't. I swear to God, I don't. I, I promise I don't. But I'm so good at it. I'm so good at remembering what I was wearing, why I was wearing it, uh, when it was Halloween Havoc and we wore black and brown, black and black and orange, black Halloween mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, against the Nasty Boys for the, for the for the titles with Missy Hyatt and 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 um, Tay Long. And we just we just it was just little things that people don't really really understand that I don't want to bury my tag team partners, but they know if they tell the truth mm -hmm. that I came up with all of the outfits. I'm the one that came up with all of them. I'm the one that came up with the colors, the scheme, the right, the wrong. Me and Scotty Ray is coming up with the straps, black and white. And just just every single thing Buff Bagwell always was part of, including Scotty Riggs's name. Really? I did not know that you came up with the name. And guess where it came from? You were big into uh, trucks? Lethal Weapon. Really? Riggs and Bartow. Love it. Love it. That makes no, that that wow, you're blowing my mind right now. That was hot during the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to come up with this hot tag team. And I said, What about Scotty Briggs? Damn. And everybody that. went, That's it. That's but it. it's perfect. That's it. That's perfect. So that's where Scotty Briggs's name was born. And and not that I want a, a pat on the back. I don't give a crap about that. I just I just care that it worked and we made it work and we became world tag team champions. You, know? you made wrestling history. Listen, yeah, uh, yeah. Dude, shit, so, so that being said, now when we're we're going back to the archives, now we're talking we talked about the hat a little bit and uh, who came up with the top hat? Who came up with the whole concept of you coming out with the hat? Sometimes the sunglasses on the back. Walk us through it. The top hat came from. I, I, I was a huge uh, hat person. 
Um, I, I loved I loved ball caps, but I like fitted ball caps. And lids, it was the first company that come out where they all had fitted ball caps. But fitted ball caps are like nothing else. They're like some fit a little tighter, something a little looser. And you had to actually try on every one to make sure it was comfortable. So in the middle of that one day, my second wife, she said, on the very top row, there was a top hat. And she said, why don't you try that hat on? This was at a Lids uh, store? A Lids store. Okay. And I put it on. And she went, and just her face sold it. I went, does it look that good? And she went, oh my God, it looks so cool. And keep in mind, I had no idea about putting Buff on it and NWO and Buff Daddy on the back. and Your silhouette, boom. Yeah. Back. Love it. That on the front. I mean, there's, there's nobody, we didn't know none of that, but I tried it on okay. and I got made fun of for two months. By who? Everybody. Really? Eh? But yeah. then everybody went, that's the coolest thing we've seen in a long time. Because it's very hard to come up with anything a wristband a ring a necklace a shirt a hat a pair of sunglasses anything that can come up and make you be different on your own set you aside how many top hats in 25 years have you seen fair enough it's true None. Nope. Because if they did, it was going to be, oh, wait a minute. That's that Buff Bagel top hat thing. So nobody had the balls. No, it's, I mean, excuse my language. But no, no, it's all good. But they didn't. They didn't have the balls to, to, to stand up and be strong enough to look like me, to be as good looking and 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 body wise and shape is me to say hey i'm taking the top hat over they didn't have it in brother i can tell you that that's inspirational and inspires others to be the best them that they can be buff can wear the top hat they can wear I, dude i wear a shirt of myself flexing and you know what? You inspire me because I'm proud of the work I put in and people want to sure. laugh. They can laugh. Then they, they're going to love it. So you inspire Absolutely. others, man. I Absolutely. love it. And that's what I did. And it mm -hmm. worked. I wasn't trying to be cocky or cool. It just worked. It just, it just worked. And it still does, man. Right to this day. It's this still, day. it's timeless. Yeah, it really is. It's timeless. And people are scared to go out and get that top hat. I could tell you I was at a memorabilia store and I believe they had one of your originals and everything there was for sale. I said, how much for the top hat? They wouldn't sell it to me. 
I said, you gotta be joking me. He's like, no, the owner of the store is a big buff fan. He ain't selling the top hat. I refused <laughs> to leave the store and he wouldn't. And the next time I came there, it was gone. He pulled it. Cause I think too many people were he asking did. for it. Yeah. But I'm going to find out the info for you. I, I, I know the store and I'm going to find out if it is one of the originals, but the, the oh, hats yeah. are out there. Well, I can tell you this. All of my hats are at least five year long original because I just didn't have that many. I had a couple mm -hmm. stolen. Um, my, red, my favorite one was my red one. And oh, the red one was red, amazing. Yes, red, yes, yes. The red was the hardest one to make. That was the velvet one, right? Yeah. yeah, that was the very hardest one to make because you had to, you had to paint it gray first, and then you had to bake it, and then you had to spray paint it red, and you had to bake it. Then you had to do all of the airbrushing and lightning bolts and all that stuff. So we're talking about, you know, we're talking about a, about a six or seven hundred dollar hat. There's a process to this. It's not yeah, it's no joke. There really is. It's a big deal. And that's yeah. why we can sell them as 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 gimmicks and as 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 part of the of the WCW catalog before there was a computer. Because what father's gonna buy their kid a seven hundred dollar top hat? <laughs> Otherwise, you gotta put like a fifty dollar one and the thing's gonna get destroyed in about two minutes. Right, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, so we we but but this is this is one of my all-time favorites. This is uh not quite as big. It's more of a I call it the more of the 2000 buff hat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it this it just it still carries the the symbol and it still carries what I mean what I mean by carrying a top hat and it still means a lot to me and at the same time though you gotta realize it's gotta it's gotta carry some some swag with it, you know. Oh, and and I carry the swag with that, and um, so I was very glad to do that, and and it be very popular, and and have some fun with it, you know. So um, we had fun with it, and and to know, like I said, nobody had the guts to to go with that buff bag wall hat because they knew it was going to be not their hat. It was going to be, oh, that's that Buff Bagwell hat, you know. So we, so, there could only be one originator at the end of the day. That's it, baby. That's it. That's it. That's so, it. So let's keep in the line of swag because, you know, you know my story. I've, I've, I've talked with you through Cameo, through Facebook. We became friends. And you know that when I go to my gym, on my playlist, every time, I'm not going to bench unless the Buff Daddy theme comes on. You know, my all-time favorite wrestling theme song. That thing always pumps me up. I've asked you a few times. I'm going to put you on the spot now. One of the few times I'm going to say, I I'm not leaving this thing until we hear the story. I need to know for myself, before I go down to my grave one day, how did it come to be? When did you hear that the song was written? Uh, apparently, Jimmy Hart wrote it. And when did you get the lyrics? When did you record it? Walk us through from beginning to end, from the time you heard about the Buff Daddy theme song to the final recording. How did it go down? It's, it's actually a great story and it's it's um i showed up to columbia south carolina and jimmy hart came to me and goes we've came up with a buff daddy song and it's good he goes and we, we really like it but he goes well, we want your sound bites and they're like 
I'm buff and I'm the stuff. And then <laughs> and the laughs and all that. And the I'm and, simply delicious. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm buff and I'm the stuff and all that stuff, you know. And we did all that with it. And then, believe it or not, that was the same night I broke my neck. No. Same night, Columbia, South Carolina. So I'm sitting there laying there going, oh my God. I just did my my my, my voiceover. What about my motorcycle? What about and I, and I just put down a hundred grand on my new home what that I was building in Woodstock, Georgia. Okay. So all of these things are going. Oh my God, I'm a Harley. Can I ride my Harley again? I was paralyzed. I can't move. But thank God, medically, what happened was I was, um, my spinal cord was bruised. And when it bruised my spinal cord from the injury, from the, the injury you see on TV, where, where Rick kind of, my neck goes this way, um, it swelled. And when it swelled, I didn't know this, but swelling causes you not to be able to feel nothing. And mm -hmm. then, so duct tape on my forehead, I'm on the flat board, MRIs, CAT scans, all that. And the doctor walks in and goes, set up and I go what he said set up brother and I go are, are you joking so I go to start setting up they're pulling the duct tape off my forehead and all that yeah. and I, I'm kind of like moving this arm and this arm and and just trying to keep in mind I was just paralyzed bro so I'm trying to figure it out and I, I, I get around to the side of the bed and I, I get up onto my feet and I'm able to stand. And, and uh, all it was, was once the swelling went down because the spinal cord had not been severed, they allowed they because of the body allowing it when the swelling went down it allowed my body to move again so i went from paralyzed a million percent in my life for the rest of my life mm -hmm. to being able to move again you talking about a trip and a ride i mean wow you can't get much deeper than that bro please don't and tell me you recorded that song uh, on a, a hospital stretcher no no <laughs> No, but still, we still uh, made a hell of a, you know, it just, it just it really did make a big difference. And there's only a few true, true witnesses that were there. There was Luger and Sting that rode in the ambulance with me. And I came out and I even, I was so amazed. And we were such jokesters back then. Even being paralyzed was, yep. was kind of like a joke, even though it's not a joke. I came out like all crippled over in the wheelchair. Yeah. And then I went. And they went, oh, oh my God. 
what happened? What 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 did you do? And I go, dude, it was just it was swollen, and I'm fine. I'm good to go. But one shove, one fall, yeah, one anything could have gone ahead and severed it because my course. my cervical disc was right against my cord. So it could have easily just cut my cord in half and I've been paralyzed. So they put me in the hospital like jail because they knew I would probably go to the gym and do everything I wanted to do. Of course, of course. And so they put me in the hospital for like a week. And I was like, I was about to flip. Um, but even after my surgery, I could not touch a weight for three months. And I lost 50 pounds. Five zero? Five zero. Wow. And then, and then, but then in 10 months total, my first match back was against Rick Steiner and Goldberg. And against me and Rick, against me and Scotty. And that was my first match back. And I was in buff, bad boy, shredded, you know, body, you know, back, back. The buff we know and love, yes. To the point they didn't believe me. So the company had me go out and have to show my scar on television. Yes. Before they paid the 300 grand they owed WCW to pay for my surgery. Unbelievable. And here I, th I always pictured you going into the, into the studio to record this thing. You're probably shirtless baby old up and ready to sing. I, I had no idea. I was at the same time with the neck and, and, and you, and you still pulled it off and you, and you told me before it didn't take a few takes. You're one take Bagwell in that song. Oh, one take, baby. I'm one take, one take wonder, baby. It's a shame that song never won a Grammy. It's amazing. And uh, a little sneak peek for everybody. You hinted on Rebuilding Buff. That a new Buff theme song is in the works. Correct? Yes, it is. Oh, my God. There's, there's so much coming up in 2022 that we can't talk about yet. Um, but let's just say everybody's going to be very happy. Um, and we're just really excited about all of it. So, it's going to be a huge, um, huge year. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a big year for Buff. And not to mention back in the ring. You know, I'm going to be back in the ring again. So within this year. Well, before we sum up today, and we still got a few topics to go, I, I am going to ask you about that. But um, looking back on your career, Buff, uh, if you had to look back in your prime, in, in your peak point, if you were at WrestleMania, because, you know, we just had the Rumble recently, WrestleMania is coming up. If you were going to appear in WrestleMania, I'm sure it's gone through your mind. If you could have had any dream opponent at that point, anyone, any federation, who would you have wanted to, to be in the ring with? Your headline uh, WrestleMania, who do you see? Seth Rollins or um, and, I, and, I, and I mean logical, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, truthful and logical. Seth Rollins and um, uh, who is the boy that has the cowboy father? Uh, RKO, Randy Orton. Randy Orton. One of my favorites. What still going at look look at him twenty years and he's got the buff body and he's still going, man. 
That that that's why I would like to be. I, I bet you he's roughly my same age. I bet you he's close to fifty. He's, he's got to be now, absolutely. So I'm fifty-two. Yep. So I just would like to add somebody up against him, and because I loved him, I was a big fan of his. Always was a big fan of his, and would have loved to have had a good match with him. You know. That's that that's those are that's a great one. That would have been a dream for me. I know I would love to see you guys. You just you guys are so evenly matched. I could have seen that. And the entrances yeah. in it would have the been same, spectacular. Cocky, you know, the up on the turnbuckle and the way he did it, the way he did everything was just just the way I would do it, you know. Love, love, love. And so we were really, really, really had a lot in common. If we're gonna finish our talk on memory lane. Uh, two names you're, you're familiar with, uh, before Marcus Alexander Bagwell, before the buff, there was fabulous Fabian and yeah. there was that handsome stranger. Oh God. That's two great ones. Amazing. You, they're in the archives. They are on YouTube. So check them out. Uh, yes. please who came up with those gimmicks and why did they not take as well? Um, the fabulous Fabian, it wasn't that it didn't take. It just was owned by someone else. Um, so the Fabulous Fabian was my very first wrestling name. Oh, you weren't even under under Marcus. You were Fabulous Fabian, first time in the ring. First time in the ring, Fabulous Fabian. And uh, um, Joe Petticino is who thought of that character. And we were our company was North Georgia Wrestling. Okay. And it's pretty hard to be able to be in a company that you're automatically on TV. That's rare in the indie world. In the indie world, you just hope to get, you know, in, the, in a few matches and learn and go from there. I was on TV my very first match. So not a small house show, nothing. You're right on TV. I'm on TV out of the gate. Do you remember who your first opponent was? No, but I remember I was the world tag team champion. First, first thing they did. I mean, not not tag team, world champion. Right away. They made me the world champion right away. And talk about heat. They talk about heat in the, the world of pro wrestling. I call it jealousy. They call it heat. But <laughs> still, it was just like, oh my God. They're giving this kid the world title. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but there wasn't nobody else that looked better. There wasn't nobody else that could work much better. Uh, why not give him a chance? Why not give him a shot? You know. So we used me a lot with Steve, the brawler Lawler, who trained me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, which passed away recently, which God rest his soul. But he died of COVID, and um, um, but still, he was a great trainer and taught me a lot. You know, uh, back when you wasn't supposed to teach that kind of stuff, you were supposed to let us learn on our own, you know, and, 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 learn, and learn on your own and, and be taught on your own. And uh, but at the same time, he was a little easier on us and let us know a little more once he saw that we we that I had what it took. He backed off. How long did you last as Fabulous Fabian? And and then did you go straight to being the handsome stranger from there? Fabulous Fabian was, I would say, a year. Okay. And then I went straight to the handsome stranger. 
Okay, and walk us through that one. That, that, uh, please tell you me know, you came up with that one. Believe it or not, demolition, Bill Eady is who thought of <laughs> Handsome Stranger. One of the toughest, baddest guys in the planet, Bill Eady thinks of the Handsome Stranger. He played Axe, right? Yeah. So, yeah. of course, you know, argue about who you are at that stage. You're just glad you got a position, you got a place, and you do your best job you can. And so we were literally going to be the third biggest company. There was going to be WCW, there was going to be WWF, there was going to be GWF. And GWF just couldn't hold on because of finances. And... Um, WCW, I got a call one day from Magnum TA, and he said, look, uh, Dusty's got an appointment with you uh, tomorrow, um, and he wants to meet with you, and I went down and met with Dusty, and uh, I said, Dusty, I said, look, I said, they want me to come down and do another TV taping. I said, look, bro, I said, I said come on, man, I said, I'm past this. I said, you know, and I know I'm past this. I said, let me just come to WCW now. And he was kind of against it at first. And then he said, you know what? He goes, I think we can make it work with your name being Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Use your real name, which I was against all the way. But he really wanted to use my real name. Interesting. And he wanted to show people that the rookie, the little young rookie boy could, you know, could hold his own in the business. And how he used me was every time Sting had a world title match, his partner would beat my brains out. And then he would come out and make the save on me. And that built up the heat for their match. Yes. And it set their match up. And so I feel a good void. Here I am rubbing elbows with superstars. And at the same time, I'm helping them set up their match, you know? So it worked out tremendously good and it worked very good. And Sting loved me. He was a great guy. I love him to death to this day. Still going. Still going. And he's still a man. And yeah. I still love him. And um, and it just it just worked out that way to where I was kind of like Sting's little protege. And so they use it that way. And that's how we worked it. And we went that way and it worked. So when you showed up to WCW, the handsome stranger was buried. It was done. He never came well, back. They tried to buy it from Bill, and he he, he 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 wanted to sell it, but he wanted to sell it for fifty grand. How much did he want at the time? He wanted he wanted fifty. Okay. And Bill goes, I mean, I mean, uh, Ted goes, look, bro, who else are you gonna get to be the handsome stranger that looks as good as him under a mask? Everybody know he's still good looking. I mean, come on, man. I mean, come on. Let's just call it like it is. Let's make it 25. And he goes, no, 50, 50. And in today's numbers, that's probably equivalent of like two, three hundred. Yeah. And so Vince, I mean, Ted said, forget it. 
we don't need that name. He's over. He's gonna be over enough. You, you know his real name. So they did. We used Marcus Alexander Bagwell, and that's what we used, and it worked. It's it's funny, you know, you had the Zorro mask and everything, but you know, looking back now, the, the top hat beats the Zorro mask any day of the week. Oh yeah. And, and and in reality, when you look at a lot of people now, when they're jumping between uh, you know different companies, when they leave, they don't get to take their name with them, you know, and then they have to find well, a whole new persona. I think they did you the biggest favor in the world because they, they let you be they you. They really did. Yeah. I, was, I never had to do the formerly known as. Uh, they give me my name. I own my name. But don't get me wrong. I was a little bit of brains behind that too, to buy my name and own my name, but yeah. still. And you and you own buff. They could, they could have easily made us think out of that if they wanted to. Yeah. And um and but the bottom line was you know I own Buff Bagwell. You know, there's a guy out there wrestling right now that I think owes you a big thank you, maybe even a royalty check, and that's MJF. You know, we see how he's uh, out oh, there. I, I hear. You know what? Dude, he's, he's you. He's he's embodying you he's every time huge, out there. He's a huge Buff fan. As he should be. He's a huge buff fan. I met him and he, and I go, can I get a picture with you? And he goes, can I get a picture with you? <laughs> and I said, sure, bro. Hell yeah, you can, man. You know, FTR was the same way. They were like, dude, can we get a picture with you, bro? You're buff bagel, man. And I was like, hell yeah, you can, dude. So I found myself in a really weird spot this last WrestleCon where yeah, yeah. I had to find myself as you know, very humble and, 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 and a spot of being the legend instead of being the star. Right. And that's okay. I didn't care. I just didn't know quite how to play both. And so I went to Jerry, I went to Jerry Lawler and I asked him, I said, how do you do this? I mean, tell me, I mean, what do you do? You know, and he goes, just be yourself. Just be yourself, bro. Well, that, that's one that's one thing I can tell you. When I envision the, the past, the present, the future of Buff Bagwell, you know, and you, you call rebuilding Buff, I say back to Buff. You know, it's time to ba go back to Buff. You know, we need Buff. We, buff. You know, you know we, we've come to a society. We come to wrestling that's PG. It's bland. We need Buff in our lives, you know. Yes. We need to embody Buff. We need to embrace going to the gym, looking good, feeling good. And back to Buff. My, my trainer, Jared, and I, it. when we were training one afternoon and we were talking about it and we were playing Buff Daddy in the background, it was like, we got to get back to Buff. That's it. That's it. Back to Buff. That's it. No, I love it. I love it. So when that I'm great. So when I'm visioning and I watch wrestling today and I got to tell you, like, I'm bored out of my mind and I can't watch most of it. It's just, I think it's completely unwatchable, unfortunately. And it's all across the I board. It's sad. It's sad. Man. It's very sad. They've taken our beautiful sport, our entertainment, and they've just, they, they almost like they're trying to flush it down a toilet. And, and I, you know, when I, and I see people, they get third chances, five chances, 10 chances. And, you know, for, you know, I'm watching Bobby Lashley come out for, for the rumble and MVP is there with him, you know, and I'm saying to myself, why can't Buff be the manager here? Why can't he be the mouthpiece? Why is he not commentating on this match? Please bring back Buff. Yes, so, me and right? Conrad, me and Conrad uh, Thompson. Got yes, the godfather of the wrestling podcast. Yes. We got an interview next week about everything we're talking about. And um, even he is on my side of, look, no matter what he did, I don't care if it's true, not true. 
How can you not give a Buff Bagwell a second chance? How can you not do that? How can, how not in a fifth. We're just saying a second. How's that possible, bro? How's it possible? But they've done it, bro. They've done it where I never got, never got a second chance. Never. And I even came at them with things that were great offers. Yep. Like, don't pay me. Don't pay me a dime. I said, don't pay me a dime. Just if you, you know, let me come work for you for a couple of weeks, pay for my airfare and rent a car and things like that. But don't pay me a dime for wrestling and whatever you want, two, three, two weeks, two, three weeks, four weeks, one week, whatever it is you want to see me as, then make your decision of, look, we want him or we don't. I said, you got no money invested. I said, and it's just, it's just a no brainer, you know? So I give him that idea and that didn't bite. So now I've got Conrad even, even Conrad as bad as Conrad didn't like me at first. And mm -hmm. me and Conrad had words, but now we're all cool and, and have, we got a great relationship. You know, just just simply look, man. Come on. I mean, I mean, really? I mean, you're not gonna give Buff Bagwell a second chance. I mean, one of the top guys in NWO, one of the top bodies in the history of pro wrestling. I mean, you were you were wrestling in that era. You absolutely yeah. were, and you and, you know, yeah. the hottest time in wrestling and. Buff was the stuff. Like there was no doubt. You were the most charismatic. You had the whole package. And it hasn't gone away. It's still there. And, you know, for any of the cons that are watching, Tony Khan, Nick Khan, Vince, anybody watching right now, this is, this is a person that's coming. And, and you've been very open and spoken about it, saying clearly, I'm here. I'm in shape. I just want the chance. I want to contribute. I want, I'm, I'm here. Give me the chance. Let's do it. And you know what? Far if you don't like it, let me go. That's all good. I dig it. But for them not to even give me another chance, yeah. and it just really, um, it does kind of blow my mind. But at the same time, you, you know, you can't, you know, you know, you, the more you cry about it and all that, the more they're just not going to listen. But at the same time, it does hurt my feelings a little bit that, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to give me a second chance at showing, you know, what kind of star I was because I was a big star. I was, and I really got over as Buff Bagwell and did not 100%. give me that chance again. It just is a little bit silly. So I start up, a, 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 I, I run AEW and I come to you and I'm like, Buff, listen, I'm hearing you, man. This is not 20 years ago. This is today. You're sincere. You're great with the fans. You're great with everyone. You're obviously a great talker. You have the great look. Let's talk about it. I'm going to give you the opportunity now. Where do you want to begin? What do you envision yourself? If you're going to, if you're going to step right now into an arena, what role would you like? I'll give you your dream role right now. Tell me about it. I would, I would do something to where you got to realize AEW, for example, is very, 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 very WCW-like. So I think anywhere in there, would work, whether it would be, you know, I come out against Arn's kid, you know, and he puts me over, I put him over, whatever. 
you know, I mean, just whatever they had planned for that kind of angle. Um, me and Sting in a tag team match, you know, against two of the people. I mean, you're still, you're talking about the only two guys that did the full 11 years at WCW. Sting and myself, only two. Everybody else. Everybody talks about Sting, but they forget it was you too, right? It was only two, brother. It was me and him. And so just, just, I think everybody's a little bit scared. And that's why I've really touched base with Dallas to get everybody on board with knowing that somebody's speaking in my behalf that everybody mm-hmm. believes in, and that's Dallas. And knowing that, that, that I'm really back to Mark Bagwell again, I'm back to Mark. And I, and that's the whole catch. It was, yeah, for a while I got a little bit lost and a little depressed and, and, you know, it was a little bit wild and all that, but still, you know, when you go from making a million dollars a year to 175, I mean, aren't you, aren't you allowed a little bit of a, a little bit of a break? I mean, my goodness. So that's where it come from. And I just would love to get another chance, you know? How, how are you in Dallas these days? Are you guys tight? Oh, super tight. Um, he's got a show coming out. Okay. Um, and I can't talk much about it. But oh, that's he's okay. Really, he's got a really good show coming out. Okay. That's going to just, uh, it's going to tell all. And mm-hmm. um, so just be looking forward to that. It's going to be a, something hopefully that's really, really good. And it's just going to be a chance for what we're talking about. Just seeing guys that, you know, may get another chance and, and uh, let's see, you know, but um, um, he's just, you know, Dallas is, Dallas is such a great guy. He's just such a helper and believer of, of true talent and knowing some guy that did get the raw end of the deal mm-hmm. and me being one of those guys and, and, and then sitting there going, Hey, look, let's do this. You know, it's one of the last questions I was going to ask you. And it was a little bit of a touchy subject because I, I saw a couple of interviews with Dallas and him talking about you. And he speaks very, very highly of you. He yes. speaks highly of your talent, of what you did, what you're going to do. And he sees it. He, he manifests it. So, yeah, he you know, does. he's got the vision. That being said, uh, what, what effect is Dallas having on your career currently? And, and if he came to you and said to you, listen, uh, Mark, you know what? I have the secret sauce. I've done it with Jake. I've done it with other guys. Let me take care of you. You just be you, and I'm going to run the, the, the ship now. What do you say to him? Well, that, that's the part a minute ago I almost said too much. And no, no, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not really supposed to be talking about it, but it's, I can tell you this. Yes. The fans need to be excited. Uh, the fans need to be ready because in 2022, Buff's got a bunch of stuff going on and it's all going to be really good stuff of people that are behind him, believe in him and care for him. And Dallas Page is the lead horse man on that because he's such a great guy and everybody believes in him. And if he says so, if he says that, uh, you know, that that he hung the moon, he hung the moon, bro. And that's just the way it is. And, and, and I love it. And he's on my side and he's been talking no good about me. And this lately, there was something on the internet where, you know, Dallas, Dallas talks above about having his troubles and, 
and and he's going to you know come at me and help me out and all this. So so there's a lot of good things coming up and that are going to you, you got to realize, bro. Yeah, I'm 52, which sounds kind of old, but bro, Sting and those guys, God bless them. I love them to death. They're my best friends, but we're talking about they're 62, 63, 65. Easy, easy. Some of them are pushing so, 70 almost. Uh, that's, they're going. 10 years, bro. Yeah. yeah. 10 years I got on them. And that ain't trying to be ugly. That, I mean, Sting's one of my favorite people in the world. I, I work with the granny walks on. Um, I worked on the ground Kevin Nash walks on. I worked on the ground Dallas Page walks on. Yeah. Um, Scott Hall, too. It's just, well, let's, you got to call a spade a spade. And that is, you know, they, they are older than me by 10 years. And, and so 10 years is a long time, bro. And they're, they've gone through their cycles and they've had oh, their yeah. ups and downs and they're still writing their stories. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things I would say about the public. I love the public. I don't always love the public for certain reasons. It's because we have this fascination as a society that we want to build them up, that we want to see them broken down, and then we want to see them brought back up again. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's all and a cycle. It's like the stock that. market. And you, my friend, are only on the rocket ship back up because now yes. the public wants to see it. You know, they don't want to see Buff going down. They want to see Buff only going up, and people are yeah. excited by it. And People's memories tend to haze, and then they yeah, remember the glory the days you again. You know the deal. For a long time, it was like even when cops would pull me over, mm -hmm. you know, they would let me go because, and I could tell they could let me go, and they wasn't quite sure, but they let me go. And then all of a sudden, it became cool to arrest Buff Bagwell, and so I went through that, you know, and then then I had to fight through all that. And then, and then just back and forth through that fight. And then now I finally just said, look, I'm done fighting. Uh, you know, Vince was the only company yeah. to, to turn me down for rehab. I'm the only person in the history of pro wrestling that Vince McMahon turned down to go to rehab. And so I just said, look, I, I said, I'm stronger than this. I can do this myself. And I've done so. I, I don't drink. I, I do what, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm out, I may have a beer here and there, but I'm not a drinker. Mm -hmm. Pills are completely out of my whole world. And that was, that pills are really the, that's, that's the devil for us. Because pills are, even if you're not a drinker, you drink to kick the pills in. And that's why they're so addictive is because you drink to kick the pills in. And once you can just kick the pill habit, you're already not an alcoholic. So you're killing two birds with one stone of being back to above Bagwell. So that's where I'm at. I'm that close to being buff bagel again all the way because i mean as you hear my voice you've not heard a stutter you've not heard a slur you've not heard one thing in this conversation and you won't ever ever again because i hear i hear confidence buff yeah buff bagel is back and he's back in the saddle again brother look at the ultimate warrior you know he was blacklisted from the wwe we're never going to hear from him again and guess what he made it to the hall of fame he was, he got back into the good books before he passed. Yeah. And, and you know what, if he can do it, 
Hogan, how many times did, did, did they say he's never going to come back? So everybody gets the chances at the end of the day. I think you're sure. approaching it the perfect way, my friend. I, the fans are definitely behind you. I've seen it on the message boards. There's a lot of love for you. And, you know, everybody only wants to see the best for you, my friends. So 2022 is going to be the year of the buff. No Brother, doubt about it. It's going to be tremendous. And I, I wish I could just tell you, I mean, just like three or four things that are coming, but I can't. But in the next month or so, everybody will know. And it's really huge things that are coming out for me on 2022. Well, you and I have spoken about it. We're gonna, this is not going to be our only conversation this year. So we're going to talk throughout the year and we'll get yeah, to... Uh, got, I've got all the dates wrote down. And yeah. we're, all, we're all excited. Buff is the only regular on the Chosen Life podcast that's confirmed. And it is he is the man. He's the lead horse. And you're going to yes. be here soon regularly. We're going to talk about everything wrestling. Buddy, I want to talk about how you train, how you got the body, how you keep the body. There's a lot of stuff we've got to cover this year. I want to do all of that, dude. And I'm so easy to talk to. And I'm so easy to explain it in a way that people understand it without having to go crazy deep. It's just logical. And I'm able to do that and make that very positive for people. And also give them a my website, which is marcusbuffbagwell.com. And I'm going to have a thing on there that says diet. And you will go to that website and you will go to my website, marcusbuffbagel.com, and you'll go to diet and you'll read what it asks for, which that's not easy. And that asks for you to be honest about what you ate today for about a week. I need what went in your mouth, what time it went in your mouth for about a week. If you give me that, I can change your life magically. Amazing. Well, I that's how much I know about this business and how much I know about the body. Look at the pictures behind you. The 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 proof was in the pudding. You did it, yeah, you sustained I, yeah. it. You can even hey, see there was the there wasn't no there wasn't no, there wasn't no you know. Um, no airbrushing. That's that's no all buff. Or, that's the real you know, McCoy, baby. That's it, baby. That's that's just a picture, bro. And you know a guy is jacked when he's wearing a long sleeve tee, and the guns just want to be bursting out. So we know you're in shape. You're saying you're only about a couple weeks out if you have to go into the ring shape wise. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm two, I'm 255 with abs. So I mean, tomorrow, if my knee was riding. I'd be ready, I'd be ready 100% tomorrow. You'd be running the ropes. My knees is not quite ready yet to run the ropes. I'd be about, I'm about a month out from that. And then I'd be ready to go, man. So if you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, you're in your 40s, you're in your 80s. And you're saying to yourself, I don't know if I can do this or not. Buff's doing it. Find out how. So Buff, that's, that's a great idea. And I was, and we're going to put a link in the, at the bottom of this uh, podcast episode. So people will know to reach you at marcusbuffbagwell.com. You're also very, uh, you're, you're busy on, on uh, social media. You're on Instagram. Yeah, and also when you go to marcusbuffbagel.com, it also shows you how to get to my Instagram, how to get to my Facebook, and how to get to my, um, um, all my social media. So wait, so Marcus, Bar- Bar- your, your, your website, marcusbuffbagel.com. Yeah. That's your one-stop shop for buff. Boom. You go there and one-stop shop, you can get anywhere you want to get in Buff Bagel's world. 
Amazing. So we're going to put the link there and encourage everyone to please check out and reach out and say hello. You are honestly one of the most engaging celebrities to ever meet with your fans. And you put positive energy out there. You're helping people and everybody just wants the best for you, my man. So thank you so much for spreading that word. Hey, man, I appreciate it so much. Like I said, we got another date coming up and I can't wait. Very soon. So let's just stay in touch. And we, uh, if you need me for anything, I'm a phone call away and uh, we'll go from there, my brother. We, we text on a constant basis. Uh, Buff, any last final thoughts uh, for the viewers? Really, just, just, just really, you know, I, I, a while back, I wanted to, something hit me. Uh, my podcast guy had a shirt on that said Rebuilding Buff. Yeah. And as I read it, I thought, I wonder if fans would really understand what that means. And I'm not sure they did. So I really went in depth on that, but I want to go in depth in that again. And that is rebuilding Buff means changing Buff, changing Buff's lifestyle, changing Buff from walking in bars with double fisted with liquor and and they're having a good time and partying and all that, down to being serious and, and getting that the fan base behind him again and not slurring words on shows like this and and just 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 let people really hear the true Buff Bagwell and just just know that Buff Bagwell's back. And really, what I really like to say is the real. Marcus Bagwell's back. Love it. Love it. So we're re re rebuilding Buff. We're going back to Buff. We're bringing Buff back to society. Buff, thank you so much for taking the time for us today on The Chosen Life. Uh, I'm going to do the sign off if you can follow my cues. So I always do the flex. And I always say, until next time, keep living the chosen life. Choose the low chosen life and keep living the chosen life because I'm Buff. I'm the stuff. And the girls just can't get enough. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, brother. Hey, man. Thank you, brother. Talk soon. Have a good one. <sighs> Wait a minute. Are we still running? Well, I know you already hit the subscribe button, the like button to say how much you love this episode, and the notification bell so you get notified of all our future episodes but you still feel like you want more. Well, when you're ready to contact the chosen lawyers at Corman's LLP, we are here to help you. Whether you're looking to close a real estate transaction, a refinance, a corporate commercial matter, like a lease, a shareholder agreement, an incorporation, you need a will or part of attorney prepared, a family law matter comes up, contact the chosen lawyers. We are here for you. So how do you get in touch with us? It's really simple. You go onto our website, go to cormans.ca, that's K-O-R-M-A-N-S.ca, fill out the contact form, and a chosen lawyer will get in touch with you. So it's very easy. We look forward to seeing you very soon. And thank you very much for watching The Chosen Life. We'll see you back very shortly.